The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii. Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. Greetings in the sweet name of Jesus. I'm Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., and I'd like to thank you for joining us today. We'd like to welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade Telecast, being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on Station XD TV, Channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m on station KPSC, channel 13 in Palm Springs. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBTV, channel 8, and Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV, channel 28 in Eureka. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV, Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on Charter Cable Channel 1519 in Los Angeles. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KQTA-TV, Channel 15.3, and Comcast Channel 238 in San Francisco, Oakland, and San Jose. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY, Channel 9 in El Central California, and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO, channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW, channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, parts of Nevada, and Wyoming. And from 6 to 7 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503, in New York City. If you would like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church, located at 1043 Middle Street, is the headquarters of the gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world with the sign of the roof of the temple, Jesus Coming Soon a landmark in Cali for 100 years, and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lockbaum on August the 4th, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hahn Sr. in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. 
We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, since wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is, those of you in the hospitals and convalescent homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. To start off today's program, the church choir, under the direction of Emilia Hahn, will sing the beautiful song, He is Here. It is comforting to know that our Lord and Savior is here in our midst. He is our guiding light that shines the way when our road gets dark with sorrows and cares. We can feel Him in our hearts to lift us up and lead us to the path of victory. Please follow along and sing with the choir as you see the words on your screen. Sunday. 
the church band under my direction will play the song, A Carol Festival, a mainly full of Christmas carols that gives all glory and honor to the humble birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We thank the Lord that he came down to earth as a babe in Bethlehem, bringing hope to all mankind. Yes, Jesus is the reason for the season.
associate pastor, Emmons Broke Sr., will sing the song, Majesty. Yes, viewers, all power and praise go to our Jesus Christ, our Lord. To God be the glory, majesty and honor for now and forever. All praises goes to him for his great goodness, mercy, and help. Majesty, worship his majesty. Unto Jesus be all glory, power, and praise. Majesty, kingdom authority, flow from his throne unto his own, his anthem reigns. So exalt, lift up on high the name of Jesus. Magnify, come glorify Christ Jesus the King. Majesty, worship his majesty. Jesus, who died, now glorified, King of all kings. Majesty, worship his majesty. Unto Jesus be all glory, power, and praise. Majesty, kingdom authority, flow from his throne unto his own, his anthem reign. So exalt, lift on high the name of Jesus. Magnify, come glorify Christ Jesus the King. Majesty, worship his majesty. Jesus, you died, all glorified, King of kings. So exalt, lift up on high the name of Jesus. Magnify, come glorify, Christ Jesus the King. Majesty, worship his majesty. Jesus, who died, now glorified, King of all kings.
The church choir will now sing their second number for today entitled, The Little Drummer Boy. As the little drummer boy gave his all to baby Jesus by playing his drum, we too can give our all to the Lord by giving our hearts to him. Won't you accept him as your personal savior, master and Lord? For today is the day of salvation, if you will but hear his voice. Rum, rum, rum. section of the church band will now play a selection entitled, I Call Him Lord. Our Lord is the same yesterday and today and forever. He is our mighty God, our burden bearer, the Prince of Peace, our bright morning star, and the lily of the valley. This Christmas season, take time to share the gospel of the kingdom of God. The gospel is the good news that Jesus saves. Jesus heals, Jesus baptizes with the Holy Ghost and with fire, 
and Jesus is coming soon. Associate Pastor Marvin and Sherlyn Abing will come together singing in sweet harmony to the delightful song, Alleluia, Little Child. Just like the original wise men, we too can see Christ to worship Him. We can bring gifts of our love, talents, and a willing heart to give glory and honor to Him. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Yes, viewers, a special blessing awaits those who will give up their cross and follow our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. For with God before us, who can be against us? At this time, 
It gives me great pleasure to dedicate this number to Tail White. May the Lord continue to pour forth his bountiful blessings upon you during this Christmas season and forevermore. Have a wonderful Sunday. Unto us a child is born, sent to be Savior and King. Unto us a gift is given, unto the manger and sing. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda, and I would like to repeat our television time, stations, and locations in the continental United States for our viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California, that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSE channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBTV channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV Channel 28 in Eureka. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on Charter Cable Channel 1519 in Los Angeles. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KQTA-TV Channel 15.3 and Comcast Channel 238 in San Francisco, Oakland, and San Jose. 
from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY Channel 9 in El Centro, California, and Yuma, Arizona, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon, from 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming, and from 6 to 7 a.m. on Time Warner Cable 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our gospel work and view our Kingdom of God crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website on JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning the schedule of gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii, services held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services start at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begins at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At our Kamiki Branch Church located at 1361 Palolo Avenue, gospel services are held on Wednesday evenings only at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by neighbor island branch churches as services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castanera Sr. in Kanakakai Molokai, by Pastor Walter Aitin Loy in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Lenny K. Y. Asano Sr. in Koloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Espera in Balogo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vesper Espera in President Rojas, Cotobato, Mindanao, Philippines. At our Maui Branch Church in Lahaina, Maui, services are held every second Sunday of the month. You are welcome to attend these services regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And now, I'd like to return our program back to Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., who will bring forth his Spirit-directed and Spirit-inspired sermon. Pastor Billy? Thank you, Melvin. One of the reasons I truly feel blessed is that I had the opportunity to share the good news of the glorious gospel of the kingdom of God with you, our TV congregation, through these weekly telecasts. Man's human instincts causes one, him to embrace sin and shun the Lord's sacrifice and to call to everlasting life through his salvation. It is my sincerest desire that you will not fail to heed the Lord's commandment to repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus. I pray that as a result of the gospel message you will hear today entitled, The Customs of the People Are Vain, you will move a step closer to Jesus. The scriptures as well as the subject matter for this morning warn us not to learn the ways of the heathen. The word heathen means any person or nation that neither worships nor believe there is a God. While the term vain means having no real value or significance, worthless, unprofitable. We who have been born again are not heathens, but have been called to be saints in Christ Jesus. The true born again Christian has been drawn out of his sinful nature unto God, who was created in righteousness and true holiness. Therefore, and since the last days are upon us, 
one should be very conscientious of the Lord's righteousness and what God requires of us. Yes, viewers, you may ask, what has this to do with Christmas? Do you remember what a real Christmas is? As you approach the Christmas season, you will find shop windows, decorations, newspaper advertisements, magazine articles, and other events round and about us to promote Christmas. Have you considered just what is being promoted? Like the unique and phenomenal event which took place in Bethlehem almost 2,000 years ago, caring customs prevent the true light of God to shine into the hearts of those who are lost in this sin-filled world. Just imagine, this significant event changed the course of history and affected the world in its entirety. No other birth has had such a great impact upon mankind. Read in Jeremiah chapter 10, verse 2 to 5. Thus saith the Lord, Learn not the way of the heathen, and be not dismayed at the signs of heaven, for the heathen are dismayed at them. Those who did not know God and who did not trust in him were afraid of thunder and lightning, eclipses and comets, or of any unusual thing that they might see in the sky. For the customs of the people are vain, for one cutteth a tree out of the forest, the work of the hands of the workmen with the axe. They deck it with silver and with gold. They fasten it with nails and with hammers that it move not. They are upright as the palm tree, but speak not. They must needs be born, because they cannot go. Be not afraid of them, for they cannot do evil. Neither also is it in them to do good. Now don't these verses hit the nail right on the head? In regard to the perfect description of the Christmas tree, let us review the course many will take in preparing for Christmas. Each year, efforts are taken to seek out a tree, whether it be found in the forest or purchased at a store. One goes through great pains to get the best tree. The tree will be taken home, decorated, cared for, and place in the most conspicuous area of the home for all to see. Next, family members and neighbors are all invited to the house to come and see the tree which has been erected in the home. Simultaneously, county officials use the media to warn the people of the dangers of having such a tree in the home and the precautions that should be taken to protect the home against theft and fire. Now, with all of this activity, do you think Christ is foremost in their hearts? I think not. Jeremiah tells us that the Christmas tree is the way of the heathen and a custom of the people of the world. Yes, the hearts of men have been polluted, and more attention is given to a decorative tree, Santa Claus, and merriment to the life giver, himself Jesus Christ. We should not liken ourselves to the heathen of Israel who made a figure with their hands and imaginations to convince themselves that God existed. 
We read in Ephesians 3.17 that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. It is through faith we recognize that the true tree of trees is of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the tree of life. Listen to Revelations 2.7. He then hath an ear. Let him hear what the Spirit said unto the churches. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. From this tree, mankind can have anything his heart desires. Everything and every gift are wrapped up in this one tree, which includes the trimmings and decorations, no strings attached. This tree was kept from man after he sinned, but now it has been given back to the redeemed in the form of Jesus Christ. Read in Revelation 22, 14 to 15. Blessed are they that do his commandments, they that have right to the tree of life, and may enter in through the gates into the city. For without our dogs and saucers and whoremongers and murderers and idolaters and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. The real meaning of Christmas is found in Christ Jesus. Oh, it is true that the world thinks of this glorious person as a tender little babe born in a manger. At each Christmas, the wonderful stories of the angelic choir the wise men from afar and the gifts presented to the babe are always recalled. However, the glorious light dawned only upon a few, that this child was none other than the almighty God himself, who was from the beginning and who clothed himself in a human body prepared for him so that the thoughts of God might be made known unto all men. Read in Isaiah 9, 6, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Consular, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. This scripture reveals that Christ came into his world to seek and to save that which was lost. Therefore, today is the day of salvation, if you will but hear his voice. The born-again message which was first preached by Jesus aroused the curiosity of a Pharisee named Nicodemus. He was a very strict religionist. He celebrated the Passover, paid tithes, said prayers, bought sacrifices, and tried his utmost to keep the law. To him, the Lord Jesus said, ye must be born again. Turn to your Bibles, viewers, and you will find in John 3, 5, verily, verily, that is to say, this is the truth. I say unto thee, except a man be born of water, and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And when God says you cannot, it means you cannot. Keeping the law, joining a church, living up to a religious creed or rituals will not save you. Hell will be full with souls of that nature because they failed to believe Jesus has set men free. What does it mean to be born again? It means to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ by immersion. Jesus tells us in Mark 16, 16, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. We see that baptism is essential to salvation. Our physical life begins by birth. Our spiritual life begins the same way. However, it is not done by joining a church and becoming religious. Yes, viewers, you cannot join the family of God. You must be born into it. You can't make a Christian out of anybody. True Christians are not made, they are born. And in what name are you to be baptized? Baptism must be administered in the name of Jesus. 
Please read Acts 2.38. Repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Just imagine in that one verse, two wonderful promises are given to you. If you are baptized in the name of Jesus, you will receive the remission of your sins. That is to say the Lord will remove your sins as far as the east is from the west and will remember them no more. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, which will afford you entry into heaven. And the only evidence cited in the Bible to verify one has received the gift of the Holy Spirit is that of speaking in tongues or in unknown tongue. To confirm this, let us read in Acts 2.4. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Receiving the Holy Ghost is something to see and hear. John reveals this phenomenon in chapter 3, verse 8. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh, and whither it goeth. So everyone that is born of the Spirit. The wind is a reality that no man can fully explain. Only a fool would say, I don't believe in the wind because I have never seen it and I can't understand it. Thus, one cannot explain the Holy Spirit, but his mighty power makes the harlot pure, the liar honest, the junket sober, the blasphemer prayerful, the proud humble, and the weak strong. The Apostle Peter, once empowered by the Spirit of the Lord, revealed the keys to the kingdom of God. In the days subsequent to Pentecost, reading Acts 4.12, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. In other words, without administering the name of Jesus in water baptism, one is not saved. Jesus is the only saved for this lost, dying, and sin-sick world. He gives us all the hope that we need for every tomorrow. He is the preeminent Savior. He was born to die for our sins, born to give us second birth, and born to take us home to glory. Listen to 1 Thessalonians, the false chapter, verses 16 and 17. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Yes, these are comforting words for very true born-again Christian. Thusly, TV viewers, the salvation of your soul lies with the decision you make today. You may be saying to yourself, I find that hard to believe that I am not saved. But isn't that what faith is all about? Believing and keeping His commandments? And yes, it is a difficult decision to make, being that we live in a generation with increasing corruption, deceitfulness, craftiness, lies, murders, thefts, and so on and so on. And such is the myth of Santa Claus. A recent magazine article stated that making Santa Claus real required white lies. A lie is a lie, whether it's white or black. How do we explain the multiple Santas in the different stores? 
How does it get down the chimney when not all have fireplaces, and more so in Hawaii? Moreover, how do we one day explain to our youngsters that the answers we gave them to these questions in the past were not truths at all? It is important for parents to be honest with their children, and the way to be honest is found in the Bible. Listen to Proverbs 22.6. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. I'm sure you will agree that the best training is to be an example. Therefore, according to the Bible, white lies are not permissible either. We should tell our children that the Santa Claus of this world is only a myth, a make-believe one, and that all the blessings flow from our Lord Jesus Christ, the true giver of gifts. Jesus Christ is God's love gift to the world. And true born-again believers are the Father's love gift to Jesus Christ. Christmas should be a real celebration for everyone if the real source of the blessings, who is Jesus alone, was allowed to emerge upon the Christmas scene. In addition, the Santa Claus image formulated by man promotes the idea that happiness comes to material things and that Santa dresses in red and gives away things which were actually bought or bought by other people. Though Santa has a beard, he is not Jesus. We are told in Matthew 6:33, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. In other words, viewers, put Jesus first in your lives and bring yourself back to God. Then the material things will surely follow. As you have need of them, we read in Luke 6:38, give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down and shaken together and running over shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that he met with all, it shall be measured to you again. Yes, it is more blessed to give than to receive. However, it works both ways. To receive, one must give. And God loves a cheerful giver, not merely at Christmas, but at other times as well. Paul tells in 2 Corinthians 9, 6-7, But this I say, He which soweth sparing shall reap also sparingly, and he which spoweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man according as purposeth in his heart. So let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. Giving need not be done only at Christmas or Thanksgiving. Generosity and spirit and work should be expressed every day of the year, especially where the poor and needy are concerned. Now here's some time and advice to all of the children and teenagers. As a receiver of gifts, be content with what you receive for Christmas, your birthday, or other special events. Remember, your parents know what you need, and they are giving you gifts that arise from the heart as well as out of necessity. In other words, what you see is what you get. Suppress all negative behavior and act like men and women. Refrain from murmuring and being disgruntled. For when you assume any of these attitudes, you become like the multitudes who rejected and crucified the gift that came down from heaven. Just imagine, his first trip down to earth was marred by humiliation, shame, and suffering. But that ordeal finally terminated. He is back in glory, for as the psalmist says, the king of glory shall come in. Another custom of Christmas created by mankind includes eating, drinking, and engaging in merriment. Hence comes the phrase, Merry Christmas. The main attraction features liquor, that is, alcoholic beverages. What is a Christian to do? Do we abstain or is moderate concession acceptable? 
the answers are found in the scriptures. Let us read in 1 Corinthians 10, 6. Now these are our examples so that we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. The setting up of that desire as an idol can be found in the seventh verse. Neither be idolaters as some of them, as, I, as it is written, the people sit down to eat and drink and rose up to play. The result of fellowship with the world and its pleasures is death as we read in verse 8. Neither let us commit fornication as some of them committed and fell in one day three and 20,000. Can you imagine the destruction that came when they sat down to eat, drink, and be merry instead of praying? We should pray, Lord, help us to escape all these things. And I'm sure God, who is faithful, will not suffer us to be tempted above that we are able. But will with the temptation also make a way of escape that we may be able to bear it. One of the major problems that plague us today is alcoholism. It is a dilemma which is getting progressively worse. If consumed, wine gives one false hope and courage. Hard liquor leads to confrontations. What fools men make of themselves, reeling to and fro, drunkenly down the street. God tells us not to carouse with drunkards and gluttons, for they are on their way to poverty. Read Proverbs 20, verse 1. Wine is a mocker. Strong drink is raging, and whosoever is deceived thereby is not wise. Alcohol ridicules and mocks a person. Reading Proverbs 23, 29 to 30, and verse 35. Who hath woe? Who hath sorrow? Who hath contentions? Who hath babbling? Who hath wounds without cause? Who hath redness of eyes? They that tarry long at the wine. They that go to seek mixed wine. They have stricken me, shalt thou say, and I was not sick. They have beaten me, and I felt it not. When shall I awake? I will seek it yet again. It is forbidden for a Christian to drink wine or whiskey lest he drink and forget his duties and his judgments be afflicted and perverted. We read in Proverbs 31, 4 to 5, It is not for kings, O Lemuel, it is not for kings to drink wine, nor for princes strong drink, lest they drink and forget the law and pervert the judgment of any of the afflicted. Today, many drink because they are depressed or stressed, has gotten the best of them. They drink, forget their poverty and misery. Remember, TV viewers, no matter how much you drink after it's all over, the problem is still before you. Drinking never solves anything. It often makes matters worse. A sense of guilt develops, which can lead to more drinking, eventually alcoholism. America's major, major problem is not with drugs, but it lies with alcohol. We all know that drinking harms and endangers not only the drinker, but other innocent people as well. Small amounts of alcohol in the blood system can reduce one's coordination and reflexes. It can cause one to be overconfident and take risks such as driving too fast, passing at the wrong time, and so forth. Loss of coordination and judgment make drinkers accident-prone at home, on the job, and elsewhere. Losing work Monday morning. Absences due to a hangover or coming to work intoxicated may cause a person his or her job. Arrests for drunkenness or creating disturbances are not only embarrassing, but can mean a damaging arrest record. I'm happy to see laws that are being passed to protect the innocent and which give the offender something to consider before he or she drives intoxicated again. Each year, we hear of tragic accidents and the needless loss of lives on the highways due to drunken drivers. If you drink, don't drive. Therefore, as Christians, we should abstain from alcohol. We of the Apostolic Faith Church preach abstinence, not moderation. Let us read in 1 Peter 4, 2-4. 
that he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh to the lust of men, but to the will of God. For the time past, our life may suffice us to have wrought the will of the Gentiles when we walk in lasciviousness, lust, excess of wine, reveling, banqueting, and abominable idolatries, wherein they think it strange that you were not with them to the same excess of riot, speaking vile of you. The things of this world will not bring satisfaction. Like unto Moses, we should make the right choice. Read in Hebrews 11:26, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for we had respect unto the recompense of the reward. Jeremiah writes in Lamentations 3:40, let us search and try our ways and turn again to the Lord. Yes, indeed, the customs of the people are vain. The tree, Santa Claus, and alcohol do not enhance our salvation or worship one iota in the eyes of God, but such practices continue to prevent one from entering into the kingdom of God. If you'd like to know more about God's Word, the church, and review these telecast presentation in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., expressing my sincere inspiration to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of His hands. The church band will end the program with three familiar Christmas carols entitled Joy to the World, Silent Night, and we wish you a Merry Christmas. <laughs>
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.